Welcome to AdvisorTech Unplugged, the monthly podcast brought to you by MoneyInfo, the client portal and mobile app supplier for financial advisors and wealth managers. This podcast is designed to help address the challenges of the 21st century advisor. Each month, we invite a special guest to talk to us about current topics affecting their area of expertise in the advisor tech space. If you have any suggestions for future episodes or general feedback, get in touch with us by email at support at moneyinfo.com or tweet us at moneyinfotech. Welcome to the next edition of the Money Info Advisor Tech Unplugged podcast. My name is Oliver Jenkins. I'm the head of marketing here at Money Info, and today I'm delighted to be joined by Peter Calvert, the CTO at Verve Group. Peter, welcome to the Money Info podcast. Before we get stuck in, tell me a little bit more about Verve Group and your new role there, please. Hi there. Uh, thanks so much for having me. As mentioned, my name is Peter Calvert. I'm the Chief Technology Officer at Verve. I joined the group of businesses in September, back end of September, um, to join on their mission of actually changing the face of finance and improving that both within industry and on the outside. So in terms of from the outside, we look to change the public perception of the financial sector and financial services, whether that's bringing it to people who don't necessarily know what financial services are and have potentially ignored that as a route to employment purely because they don't know about it, but also from within industry and beginning to change that that perception and that belief that financial services is quite slow to adapt or one of the slowest to embrace tech. We do that by, we've built products over the last sort of 10 to 12 years as part of our businesses, um, which actively helps financial advisors and their firms to improve their processes, manage their training and CPD, and generally improve their advice firms and the advice that they offer to clients. Okay, yeah, that's really interesting, Peter. That's really interesting. Thank you. So, um, Verb Group are more than just an outsourced power planning service these days. So, tell me a little bit more about what services Verb Group offer and how you're now adv- helping advice firms to scale and drive cost out of their businesses. Yeah, so as you've mentioned, we are well known for power planning. It's it's the basis of our group. Parasols within our group has been trading for 12 years now. Um, and for, for many of those years, parasols and uh, power planning were our bread and butter. We've branched out over the years and moved into compliance with the launch of Apricity. We've also got things like the grad scheme and the art of finance. It all sort of boils back down to our core mission of changing finance from the inside and that outside perception. So we've got businesses, the likes of Parasols and Apricity, Apricity offering things like the CPD management, file checks, and ensuring that your firm is compliant. We've got the power planning to provide support for your firm and help you work with more clients in, in a sort of smallest period of time. But we've also got the other side of the group, which is the grad scheme and the art of finance, um, which the grad scheme by, by name helps recent graduates into the world of finance, whether it's helping them to find roles within our group, be it in technology, such as web, web development we've got on there. We've also got the power planner um, and roles within Apricity as well. Um, it's a very much an introduction into the financial services industry. If there are additional roles that we can look to build into the grad scheme, we always will. Um, we've also got the art of finance, which helps people with their training through things like their RO modules um, and actually helping them towards their diplomas and certifications. It sounds like a great place to work, Peter. And, uh, you know, it's great to hear that you're encouraging the next generation of graduates to get involved into financial services. You know, we, we, we think that's really important here at Money Info too. So, that's really good to hear. Um, so, Peter, I also understand that you come from a retail background where the focus is on the end consumer. Uh, now that you're in a B2B environment, what have you been tasked to focus on? Yeah, so very much my, my background in technology, I, I see it as natural progression from day one right up until today. Um, I started off the best part of 10 years ago now working in sort of digital marketing. 
Um, and initially sort of beginning to write the HTML newsletters and emails that we all see in our spam inbox. So if you were based locally in Middlesbrough, sort of back around the sort of 2011, 2012 time, and you, you found a HTML email in your inbox, it might well have came from me. So I can only apologize. I do hope it was engaging. Um, and from there, I sort of progressed into more of that web development route and working with sort of small to medium enterprises and, and the smaller clients um, to build their initial websites mostly from a brochure perspective and helping them to do some initial marketing, whether they were B2B or B2C themselves. Um, and that's sort of con continued over time. And again, sort of following natural progression, going from building websites into to building software for those businesses as they've grown, whether they need sort of internal systems or something to offer to clients. That then continued to grow and grow. I joined a marketing agency which specialised in paid search performance. Um, so, so things that you pay per click, be it through Google Ads, Amazon, Microsoft, etc. So working as part of being sort of a PPC specialist, we built a really good reputation with our clients to the point where we became the first part of call for if they had anything sort of website related, be it performance uh, in terms of their campaigns, in terms of the actual website speed itself. If they were beginning to re-platform, it was great for, for us to see that their initial sort of concern or consideration was how it would affect their PPC performance. And that very much put me in a position to deal directly with those clients as well. Um, and as you can imagine, particularly in e-commerce and retail, there's a very quick need for, for response um, and to sort of be on the same page and be able to, to give a solution to a problem where uh, if you're a retailer online, you may well you have a really good understanding of your business and your services. Online is sort of supplemental to that. You know that you need a website and you need marketing. But the reason that you outsource to, to an, a third-party agency is because you know that someone else can manage it in a more efficient way. So it's the ability to sort of explain complex situations in quite a basic way and help them to reach an informed decision. And that in itself is transferable across any role, be it in marketing, be it in financial services, in particularly in any financial service role, the ability to need to, the ability to explain something quite simply when it's quite a complex issue, be it in power planning, compliance, uh, be it working with a recent graduate to sort of bring them into industry, it's a really transferable skill. That's really interesting. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. So you've talked a lot about that there, I suppose, about the content and the types of um, channels that you you might use to kind of deliver those communications and have those conversations. In terms of kind of wider technology, um, can you talk a little bit about perhaps what you might be doing with, you don't need to go into specifics, but in terms of how you see the direction of travel with Verve Group and some of your sort of sub brands uh, within the, uh, the group that you talked about, um, can, you, can you kind of talk about how technology might be used in the future to give you, uh, you know, leading edge against some of your competitors and help you to deliver a, bet, a better experience for your for your clients and your your um, your members? I think I think we've seen sort of particularly sort of during the pandemic and following on from that, there was a real embrace in technology at first because we had to. We had absolutely no other choice than to start using technology in ways which we hadn't quite envisaged before. But now that people are in the process and they've built it into their workflows, they embrace it much more easily and they're more open to opportunities of using new technology, switching their sort of their current provider um, and generally sort of approaching more things with a bit of an R&D background. Um, R&D is sort of my personal background. So I try and relate everything to that. And in a sense of being able to look at, be it a new provider, a new service or piece of tech that you can integrate into your firm or purely just into your own workflow, actually being able to set the time aside to test it 
we as an industry in finance it's really clear to see that it's easy to stand by the phrase things have always been done like that thus they always will be and um, there's no need to change something if it works but we don't actually measure how well it works when we don't know what the competition or what the other alternatives are so one of the main things that we'll always be looking at is how we can continuously improve our service offering be that through expanding our existing platforms be it exploring new platforms and to a certain degree our clients and our partners depend on us to be able to help them improve their service it's what we're constantly investing in through the technology that we've got and the recruitment that we've got going on that's brilliant thank you yeah that's great so, Peter, I suppose in terms of like HR and managing teams and that kind of thing, you uh, you seem to have a lot of experience looking at your CV in building and scaling software develop, de- software development teams uh, in other industries. How do you see your experience panning out with the Verb Group in terms of building those teams, and, and what are you hoping to achieve in terms of building a team around you to help deliver on that technology vision? Yeah, it's very much sort of two pronged situation that we're dealing with at the minute the verve group has got a really good reputation within industry we are a well-known brand whether you know of verve or whether you specifically know of parasols or apricity um if you're just leaving university and you've sort of been spoken to by someone from the grad scheme now in terms of recruiting for those financial roles we do really well in building out those teams and over the pandemic in particular i think we grow our headcount by about 100 percent. so we were able to double the number of staff whilst not even being based from our office Um, And we're going through a a really heavy period of growth within technology as well. We've got 20 roles advertised at the minute purely within our technology teams. So we are scaling them quite quickly. Um, In terms of actually being able to source the talent, we know that we're based in the Northeast, which is a really thriving technology cluster. Whether you look towards sort of Newcastle, there's a lot going on in Middlesbrough. There's a lot of technology firms, be them startup or embedded sort of within Darlington. It's really exciting to see some of the announcements that HMRC have made in terms of moving more departments into Darlington and the Northeast. And we're seeing more and more people look at the Northeast as a viable place to, to work and grow. So in terms of we know that the talent pool is there. Um, one thing that we are looking at is much part of a broader transition that we're doing as a group. Um, our perception or how we're seen or what we believe is that we are seen as a financial services company with technology. With this sort of planned recruitment and the recruitment that we've already got going on, we're making that transition to a technology company in the financial sector. Um, it makes it much easier for us to continue to grow and offer a greater amount of opportunity, a greater amount of services to clients. And it means that our platforms can scale exponentially in different ways rather than sort of limiting ourselves, particularly just within sort of a certain sector or service. Yeah, that's brilliant. Thank you. And I suppose I suppose we've noticed from our perspective, we're based in the in the West Midlands and certainly talking to some of our colleagues and, and peers in the southeast. There seems to be a bit of a skill shortage of people, skilled people in the in the technology industry, skilled developers, etc. And, um, you know, it's good to hear that you've got that hub in the northeast. It's sort of starting to grow and form around you. So hopefully that's going to help you to to grow those teams and reach those ambitions. Um, I suppose just just kind of thinking, thinking on the, the same sort of lines there like how do you attract you know graduate recruitment how do you attract those kind of brightest and best um not just graduates but brightest and best candidates to the business so if you're trying to build that you know make that transition from a financially service focused um firm that, that that delivers technology to a tech firm that works in the financial services industry how are you how are you trying to attract those those brightest and best um people to your business and and get, get you them to select you as, a, as an employer of choice in the region? 
I think it's really important that we talk about that transition that we're going through and that we're actually quite open about it. Um, we're, we're actively making a change from being in FS with some tech towards a technology company that works with financial services but can work into, into other sectors over, over time. Um, and uh, with being open about that change, people can see what our vision is and they can also see our, our growth plans and where we want to go. And more, more importantly, people can buy into that we're very transparent internally in terms of what we've got going on and everyone is on the same page. We can't expect people to be committed to take keen interest in what we're doing if we don't communicate that. Um, so being open from whether it's interviewing a recent graduate to someone who's sort of got 10 years of experience in finance and no sort of power planning inside out, we share. We have the same conversation. We share the same amount of information in terms of what our plans are and where we want to go. And the main priority for us is, again, sort of irrespective of whether they're a recent graduate or sort of long term in industry. We've done really well in shaping roles around people rather than vice versa. We know that if we attract the right talent and people who have the ability to learn and take a keen interest in our sector, we can provide the training, be it through the grad scheme, the art of finance, through just being a part of a team which cares and is on all working towards a shared goal. We can bring in the right people and provide the training on the job and really quickly get them integrated into whether it be a building technology, working as part of parasols, working with Apricity. Um, our emphasis will always be on finding the right people, regardless of their prior experience. We've seen a lot of people retrain, and what we want to do is encourage more people to come into the financial sector and financial services um, and technology as well, and give them that first opportunity. That's fantastic. Yeah, thank you. Um, Peter, you also talked about, you know, you've got some great experience uh, in your kind of early career in digital marketing. And you talked about working for some of those agencies and delivering against those digital marketing plans and doing the email campaigns and support for, for, for those firms. If you had any kind of takeaways for any um, any advisors that are listening in at the moment about what they could do a little bit differently based on, on your prior you know experience and, and your current role, what sort of things should they be considering and how can um, how can the Verve Group help them to deliver a more tech-enabled service um, yeah. to help them to deliver a better, better service to their clients? One of the things that I've done since joining the Verve Group and a, a way that I approach every situation, again, sort of based on my own personal background, be it B2B or B2C, be it in financial services or in retail or elsewhere, um, you can always approach it with the belief that the end customer has a certain level of expectation and that expectation only increases over time. So be it whether you come in with an R&D perception and immediately look at things that you can improve, be it your processes, your technology, or even just down to the way that you word things to make things more understandable. Approach it with that belief that your customer has a certain degree of expectation now, which will grow over time, be it that they may want higher returns, they may want more in-depth advice, they may want a wider range of service. And that's what we at the Verb Group are much working towards for our own clients we understand that clients join us with a certain degree of expectation in terms of service we actively want our clients to grow and as they grow they will need more services they'll need more support in different areas they may need less support overall but across a broader a, a broader financial perspective and we are building with that in mind so be it additional features and integrations we recently launched our io integration into the IntelliFlow store and just being able to to tie more pieces of tech together one thing that we are really keen on and we're really conscious isn't happening at the minute is a sense of community and actually opening up financial services inside and getting more people talking just in terms of 
not necessarily giving away sort of proprietary information, but actively discussing the technology that's out there and how they've improved their businesses. Um, and one of the things that we've done to sort of work on that is we've launched our own Verve community, which is specifically for people in financial services. That's not to say that other people can't be a part of it, but if we can sort of bring in people who are either in industry or looking to make that break in and create a single place where they can talk, be it through different channels and topics, actually bring everyone together and sort of build a much more collaborative place. We see it a lot more in tech where we see tech collaborations, be it through sort of API integration or sort of building technology that ties multiple providers together. It's something which we look to do with our own platforms, but we want to see it happen at industry level as well and actually see more firms collaborate in ways that haven't really been considered yet purely because finance is sort of always looked at as very much that dog eat dog world. Um, and to a certain degree, that, that's true, as it is in every industry, but there's always opportunities to work together. And that's something that we're really conscious of and we want to see more of and be a part of. Really interesting, Peter. Thanks. Yeah. So um, you've talked about how Verve Group can help, you know, advisors to deliver a better experience and also, you know, that, that community aspect. And you've, you, you've touched on your um your, uh, your your community app as well, which we'll, we'll, we'll sort of revisit towards the end of the podcast. But in terms of the efficiencies that technology can help drive through the business, tell me a little bit about how you see your, your, your growing technology team and the products that you're going to create and the services. How is that going to help advisors to drive efficiencies through their business? So what kind of um, progress can you see being made in the future? You know, in the, in the kind of short to medium term, what sort of advancements are we going to make that are going to, helps advisors to streamline some of those processes and core business processes and workflows in their in, in, in their organizations yeah um so again it's, it's sort of two prong we are working with those financial advisors which are embracing tech for the first time and they'll immediately see changes to their their efficiency and their performance again sort of with that r d background in mind one of my main focuses and what i'm trying to drive home and that people it makes sure they look at more than anything it's a really important KPI, but it's one that people either ignore or don't really take into consideration. It's how do you factor in time saved? Um, when you look at something like parasols or apricity, much like in sort of any other industry, when you take on any new piece of technology or a new tooling or a new service, your immediate consideration is cost. And particularly when it doesn't generate revenue directly, it's how do we quantify that or how do we quantify the time that we've saved? So one of the things that we're working to do is sort of how do we demonstrate the time that we can save you? Um, again, to link back to we practice what we preach and we're, we're conscious of sort of being transparent and working in a community where we are constantly exploring possible integrations with our technology and how we can work with, with providers, external tools to improve our own processes and offer a better end service to clients. Um, it's a conversation that we've constantly got and my door is always open to, to have a chat about that. I'm always sort of, I'm, I'm relatively new into the financial services sector and I'll be the first to admit that. And I'm always sort of doing further research myself. It's been great to join this sector sort of quite late on into the business and sort of see who is in the market, what is going on, the tech which is already there and how we can make that work as a group. That's great. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so, Peter, technology can help to future-proof businesses and, you know, your business and also um, the, the, the businesses that you're supporting out there. Can you give us any idea of what's in store for Verve clients and partners, um, you know, over the next uh, over the next few years? Yeah. Um, again, it sort of boils back down to to my own sort of personal experience, particularly more on the retail side, where feedback and the end customer is king. 
and it always will be. Um, and we are more conscious than ever that we work directly with our clients to gain a more insightful feedback. The end users of our platform ultimately dictate the direction that we go in, be it sort of into additional service, ways that we can improve current features. So more than ever, we are working with feedback of current clients, prospective clients, and how we can continuously build our platforms outwards. Um, we have so many directions and verticals that we could scale into that we are constantly exploring it and we work directly with our clients to, to decide how we would do that. Um, we bring our own clients on as sort of beta testers as well. So they get the first opportunity to see the tech that we're building. Um, I think that's it really. The, the real importance for us is the transparency of what, what we want to do in terms of changing finance and bringing everyone together, practicing what we preach, building that community and empowering integration. We need to do that ourselves. So we, we constantly look at integrations for our current platforms, the integrations between our own platforms and simplifying that process further. As much as anyone can build a product which makes something simple, it can always be simpler. That's great. Yeah, thank you. Um, Peter, I heard recently that the Verb Community app got an update and it's now available on more platforms. Can you tell me a little bit more about what's been going on recently with your community app? Yeah, so in September, we launched the Verb Community uh, first online and to iOS. We were really excited to see the engagement that we got and we saw a handful of firms join straight away, even whilst we were at Evolution just announcing the launch and sort of really get those conversations started. We're already seeing a good amount of collaboration people who are looking to break into financial services, starting conversations in some of the channels and actually get an engagement from people within industry and giving them pointers. What we've been able to launch in the last week or so is the Android version of the app as well and opening that up to an even wider market. So we're really excited to sort of see that continue to grow. We're actively in the community across all of the different channels, be it sort of getting involved in conversations that people start. We're asking questions to, to begin those conversations. And call me biased, but I'm really intrigued by the Tech Talk channel that we've got. Just beginning those conversations and seeing how seeing where people take it, be it talking about sort of back office systems. We ran an interesting poll on LinkedIn not long ago about domain trust and whether people sort of trust certain level, certain top level domains. And it was interesting to see, particularly in finance, how people felt about using new technology online and how even things like whether it's a .co.uk or a .io impacts their buying decision and whether they opt with that, that provider. Um, so there's a lot of interesting conversations going on there across all of the platforms now. So we're looking forward to seeing that continue to grow. Um, Peter, just jumping back uh, a little bit into one of the conversations we had uh, a few minutes ago, you were talking about um, building a successful, effective technology team around you. If we've got any advisors that are listening that are thinking that they want to do some of this kind of um, technology work in-house and they're looking to kind of expand their technology um, capability in-house. Have you got any tips on how they might think about building that effective team and things for consideration when um, looking to hire people in the technology space? Yeah, I, I think particularly when you get started and you first sort of look into technology, particularly bringing things in-house, it's really easy to get caught up in the conversation of things like tech stack and the programming languages that you use. One of the things that we have placed importance on across all of the roles and what I've already touched on is actually finding the right person and everything else can shape around that. If you find a tech person which you can know, like and trust, even if their background is outside of finance, technology to a certain degree is agnostic. Um, if you understand the programming behind it and what you want to achieve, they can build an MVP. 
and then make it more financial orientated over time. So I think the real importance is find the right people, particularly that that first that first hire who will ideally be quite senior because they can begin to put into place the processes. I would look at your probably one of your most expensive hires in tech will be the first one because they'll be the person shaping those initial processes. They may not be the most expensive in terms of salary, but they'll be the most expensive long-term because they're putting things in place which are foundations for your tech team. So I would be very selective with it. It's not just based on experience. It's got to be a personality and a fit. There are a potential sort of future CTO within your firm, a future head of development or a senior software developer, someone who will be the first person you speak to when it comes to a technology decision. So they need to they need to have communication skills as much as they need to understand the programming. So treat it much like any other interview that you would. Do they have the industry knowledge? But more than anything, can you have a conversation with them, know like and trust them and generally see them as a fit within your current firm? Okay, Peter, that's really useful. Thank you. If you were going to leave our listeners with one key takeaway about how Verve Group can help them to deliver a better experience for their clients and or streamline their business processes, what would that be? It would be coming back to that that KPI metric that we talked about of, of quantifying time saved. Um, there's an initial cost and an ongoing cost to any sort of platform or service. But what we need to consider is how much time you can save and essentially how many more clients you can work with as a single individual and as a firm without needing to recruit internally by embracing the technology and the services that we offer. We can help you to sort of work out how you would quantify that time saved. Let's get started. Love it. Okay, well, listen, Peter, thank you very much for taking some time to speak to me today. Um, if our listeners wanted to get in contact with you, what's the best place to uh, to do business and uh, make an inquiry about Verve Group online? So the Verve Group's website is weareverve.co.uk. And for anyone looking to get involved in the conversations that we've got going on as part of the community, you can search for Verve in the iOS App Store or on Google Play, or we've also got it online at community.weareverve.co.uk. That's fantastic. Peter, thank you for joining us and um, and good luck with uh, your future at Verve Group. Thank you very much. Thank you. The Advisor Tech Unplugged podcast was brought to you by the team at Money Info. For more information, please visit www.moneyinfo.com. Book a discovery call with us to learn how we can help you to deliver a better client experience with your own branded client portal and apps from Apple and Android.